Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Splash was a fantasy come true. Girls dream of being a mermaid, boys dream of having a mermaid girlfriend, and it was The Little Mermaid five years before The Little Mermaid was released. The film made a star out of Daryl Hannah, but most importantly, it took an affable, well-liked TV star named Tom Hanks and turned him into a movie star, for which the world will always be grateful. Splash also shows that you can have bestiality in a PG film. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. I'm Tara McNamara. Splash is about a commitment phobe who is rescued by a beautiful woman and falls in love, not knowing she's actually a mermaid. Well, I find that super, like, weird that he never found out. Like, she had to have had water drip on her at some point. And there is a part where it is raining and she's under a bridge, but does she stay under that bridge the entire night? Mm, that's a very good point. Well, what did you think about the movie overall? I thought it was really funny. It's a, It was a lot better than I thought it was. And um, I think it's good how they had, um, in the beginning... Tom Hanks has like a problem where he just can't fall in love and he doesn't picture himself falling in love and he doesn't really understand what love is and then he meets her without even knowing her he's just automatically like I love you yeah yeah because they have the connection yeah but I do think he might have just fallen in love with her because she was just having sex with him the whole time yeah I think there's something to that I mean if you I think that might be a takeaway right like you're a beautiful woman, you come up and you start kissing a man, a total stranger out of the blue, and you don't say a word to him, and he will fall in love with you. You know, he'll fall in love with the idea of this of this, I, this fantasy. Uh, it's interesting because that is what happens in Xanadu, which um, was not a well-received movie, but sort of has a cult status. I love it, even though it's terrible. Um, and, and that's what happens. Olivia Newton-John comes up. She's a muse. She's of the gods. And she comes to Earth and she skates up, because it's the early 80s, and and kisses uh, this guy on the lips, someone she's had her eye on from her other world. And they fall in love. So I, I think there is something to that. Um, they also sh- don't show her boobs in any of it, even though she's naked the whole time. Like, most of the time she's naked, but somehow you don't see her nipples. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought there was this, this thing where you could see the shadow of her nipples, but let's talk about that. Okay, so Splash is PG rated. PG-13 didn't kick in for five more months um and this is also a disney movie although it is under their touchstone label which they do for a slightly more mature content usually you see a touchstone film be a pg-13 film these days but um let's just start at the beginning all right we have the character of freddie bauer right alan's brother played by john candy freddie is a kid who is dropping quarters so he can look up women's skirts 
And when the mom catches him, the dad smacks him across the head. And that's it. It's like this, oh, boys, I'll be boys. What are you going to do? No thought about, like, the women that he's just violated by looking up their dresses. That is now a criminal offense that will land you in jail and on the sex offender list for life. You cannot do that. And I get he was a kid, but then we see him. him do it again as, like, a 30s, 40-year-old. Right. He's always doing that. He, you know, he's thrilled when he... um gets his letter into penthouse his penthouse form letters printed he hands out copies to all the guys and he's flipping through it a penthouse like with a woman who is naked on the cover and this is again in a disney labeled you know film pg film that kids are watching and also freddie lies that alan is a vietnam vet who's uh, you know, who, who was injured um, during the war to get a produce contract. And the thing that makes it, and he makes all kinds of sexual innuendos throughout the film, and he's basically this pig, right? Like, we see he's just this gross, uh, disgusting, um, sexist, misogynist type of character. But what else do we see about Freddie? He's successful. He drives a shiny red sports car. He is getting new contracts somehow, and they never explain it, somehow they're so successful they get invited to to the a president to go dinner <laughs> they never explain that like where that came into it but regardless the point is is that the takeaway for young audiences is you can act like that and be successful that's what successful men do and while alan is very respectful to you know is is more respectful to women Alan doesn't come off as successful as Freddie. You know, Freddie's got the toys. Freddie seems like he's the boss. You know, he's he's the one. I just think that that's one bizarre, fascinating thing about Splash. Um, the second thing is about the nudity that you brought up. So I actually went and I looked at some old interviews. And Daryl Hannah is extremely shy in real life. So shy that they actually diagnosed her as being autistic when she was a child. That is how withdrawn, shy she talks about, you know, that, um, that she lived in her fantasy world, painfully shy. So, you know, she gets the job. I'm sure she knew that there was nudity involved, but she clearly was not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Tells Ron Howard. And I, I know that you probably don't appreciate this, but at this point, Ron Howard was Richie Cunningham or Opie. So he was on a very two very wholesome shows playing the prime kid character in both of them. And he was just the most wholesome, the most innocent, the sweetest kid in these things. So here's Ron Howard and insisting on nudity. So I guess she talked to him and convinced him, you know, to they kind of covered it up. She wore... Um, she wore band-aids mm-hmm. and they also put some more like prosthetic makeup that helped cover her up. But this is where it gets a little alarming for me. And so when it's like, this is what's wrong with your parents, it's because this was movie making in the eighties. So there's the little girl and little boy who play the young Madison and young, um, oh. and young Alan. Right. And they were this, they shot this in the Bahamas. They were both, um, models in Miami and we used to live in Miami. So we know all about that, that there's like a whole kid model, circuit there that, that works a lot. And so, um, and that's, that's what they did, but she was, she turned seven on the set. And one of the things that she had to do was take her top off to play the little mermaid, to be the young mermaid. 
And I mean, her mother was on set with her, but she did not want to do it. And she was really upset about it and really uncomfortable. So they sent her to go talk to Daryl Hannah and Daryl Hannah was like, and you know, she was all, the woman talks about who's now an adult looks back at this and says, Oh, you know, she was like meeting a princess. She was beautiful. She had gold. They'd put like gold shimmer makeup on her and she looked amazing, had this gorgeous necklace. And Daryl Hannah said, listen, it's going to be okay. You know, they're not going to show anything in the movie. And and uh, they're going to make you look beautiful and blah, blah, blah. So the girl is like, okay, okay. So she goes to do it. And then she said the moment comes. And Ron Howard's like, okay, Shayla, you know, we're rolling. Take your top off. To a six-year-old or, se- you know, right? she just that's turned little, seven. That's a little, it's super creepy. And so in the scene where she's crying and she says in this interview, everybody commented, what a great actress she was. Oh, that's amazing. She was crying because she was upset. Here she is in the water. She has her top off in front of all of these strangers. She doesn't want to. They're filming her. And she wants her mom. And she's crying because she just wants her mom to come get her out of that situation. And that broke my heart. And I just thought, ew. Like, you know? they couldn't cover her up, like, by herself. Like, they're first of all, they're not showing anything in general. So it doesn't matter. So if she had, like, a wraparound thing around yeah. her, like, I feel like that would have been fine. Yeah, they like, don't show it. You, yeah. you could have put the same Band-Aids. I mean, they make the not little the- circle Band-Aids. <laughs> they could have just I, put I'm them- not even saying just a Band-Aid. I'm saying, like, um, you know when, like, you sprain your ankle or something and you have that little yeah. wrap? Yeah. They could have just done that. Ace bandager. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a million solutions here, and that turns my stomach. And I don't want to make that, you know. Is or she- bandeau. Yeah. Or just anything. like. And by the way, and I want to get back to the what's wrong with your parents, but I do want to do an asterisk to this story. So in this interview that I read, and it's on, I think the site is noblemania.com, but you can Google it. You'll find it. Um, That's the only interview done with these kid actors so who are now adults. So anyway, she talks about, and they're obviously emailing their replies, so they're not mm-hmm. in the interview together, and they don't know what each other's saying. Because I'm telling you, the guy looks like a douche next to the girl who's so sweet. Like, the woman is, like, mm-hmm. so sweet. And, you know, and every time they ask her a question, it kind of comes back to how uncomfortable she was with the nudity. But they said, so, you know, were you famous at your school? Did you, you know, mm-hmm. did, did you tell everyone? Were you always a celebrity? And she said at first she was, but then when um, the girls at her school – started saying she was a snob and treating her really awful because she was in the movie and they bullied her so bad that she stopped telling people and never told anybody um that when her her husband like when they were dating he found it and she came home one day and he had it on the screen and was like that's you you know and like she didn't even tell the guy that she was in love with and was planning to marry mm-hmm. The guy, on the other hand, said, oh, yeah, I I was, you know, everybody wanted to be my friend. And he was like, it was a real panty dropper. So uh, he had all these, he's using it to get laid in high school. And it just, like, the contrast of that. And, again, the what's wrong with your parents and the way people act. So to the girl is shunned for her role. The boy, you know. Even though she played, like, a beautiful mermaid. Right, right. (laughs) And he just played some stupid kid who jumped in the water. Yeah, that's the – I mean, that could be now. I don't even know if that's the 80s. This is just how, like, kids are that's so terrible. But the difference between the boy and the girl is striking. Um, but I also wanted to get back to what we were talking about with Tom Hanks's character, Alan Bauer, who falls for this beautiful woman who rescues him from drowning. And this this may be, to me, 
I, I can't, I have been thinking about this. Like there's, there's a little bit like maybe, you know, it's fantasy and what kind of girl, you know, what is it that men expect from women? They expect you to be beautiful. And she's so smart. She picks up language right away and she's mysterious and she's exotic and she just wants him sexually. She's so insatiable when it comes to sex and she seems to want nothing from him in return. And so there's all these fantasy elements that sort of feed guys in the same way that the Disney princess stuff feeds women about, about the handsome prince will come and rescue you and sweep you away until I realized that this splash is the opposite of Disney's princess tale. It is the gender flip on that. So the whole Disney princess syndrome is that girls grew up thinking because movies kept telling them this, that a handsome, perfect man will rescue them and sweep them off their feet. They will have to overcome an obstacle, but they will get through it, and he will take her to his castle far away where they live happily ever after. And this uh, syndrome is said to have messed up a lot of women in relationships because their expectations were so off of what real life is. But... In Splash, what's going on? Alan feels like he's sinking. He can't find a woman uh, who, you know, it's not even that he doesn't, not that he doesn't love her, right? Like she leaves him. He wants, she wants him to say that he loves her and commit and he doesn't, but he doesn't want her to leave either. So he's having trouble finding a woman and his brother's corrupt, right? And so there's stuff going on with the business that's really shady that his brother keeps getting them into. So he's sort of sinking. And in the original script, his brother sends him on an ocean liner to go, like, he's so stressed out, like, go, you need to relax. So that's actually how he winds up meeting Madison is, like, this whole other storyline where he's on a, uh, a cruise ship. But um, so he feels like he's sinking. He can't find a woman. His brother is corrupt until an exotic, physically perfect, beautiful woman rescues him. They have to overcome an unforeseen obstacle, but once they do, she takes him to her magic kingdom far away where they, assumably, live happily ever after. So I think I'll take the gender switch on that. I think I'll take yeah. it. No, this was, like, a really good movie. Like, this, I don't know what it was, but something about this movie made it, like, not extremely 80s, but also, like, totally 80s. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they're they're about to release um, this gender flip version where Channing Tatum is the merman and uh, Jillian Bell is the, is now, the human. Now, why would they do that? I think they're doing it to, to have fun, to, like, flip it. But I know this is the thing. By flipping it, are they going to do the same sort of, uh, you know, Disney princess syndrome? Are they going to do another story like this if he rescues? But maybe she still rescues I him. I think a better idea would to make a splash too. They did that. Oh. It was a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> Wait, what? They did. But maybe you're saying, so they're going to, so they did do a splash too. They did a sequel that was a made-for-TV movie. It's something that they used to do all the time. I don't know what that means. It just means, like, how Nickelodeon did, like, Camp Rock or something, right? That was Disney, but okay. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Disney Channel. It's your facts straight. All right. Okay, so how Disney Channel would make all of these TV musicals. Similarly, channels used to do these made-for-TV movies that were just, like, a one-run kind of thing. Okay. Well, they should make a real movie one where they what like what happened to like alan like she just takes him away underwater yeah where he she said you could you're safe with me so like he's safe with her but he can't breathe underwater (laughs) without her without her so 
Are you telling me that she ta- when she takes him to like Atlantis or whatever uh-huh. the heck they did? Or, right. Um, like, did he turn into a mermaid or um, like what happened? With what that? happened to his feet? That's really what we yeah. want to know. And his gills and how did all that go? Actually, so this is what's fascinating in the original script. They actually had a, showed a lot more of Madison's world. Where um, you saw her, she was a teacher. She taught a bunch of mer children, and she actually goes and talks to the mer elders, who tell her like you can go and for the for the length of the moon, and you you know as long as the moon's out, you can go and have legs, and you can go find him. But at the end, either he comes with you and be and lives with us, or you go with him and you become a human. But it, it, in he, either way, one of you will have to change if you want to stay together. So you go and you figure it out. And then I guess there's a hag in there, too, who gives some sort of uh, uh, advice and, and, and everything as well. But it explains it more. Well, then they should have done that because it's very confusing. I know. They just leave it and you don't really know what happened. And then they never, like, come well, back. Well, I mean, she also didn't speak English at first. So that would have been confusing. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just could have been like, ah! Like and she spoke dolphin, had, basically, and then have um, subtitles. subtitles. Yeah, and they in the original script, that's what they had. They had all subtitles while the Mer people were talking. So yeah, I do think that that is something they cut out that probably would have been helpful to the audience. But it, you know, as it goes, you're kind of okay with it. Um, She's w- kind of mysterious. Now, one thing I don't think you realize is that she is that her name was her name was not a name at the time oh yeah i was when when she was like i like madison and he's like madison that's not a name uh-huh that freaked me out because i know you go it is a name what are you talking about i know like eight madisons like i don't know what you're talking about but that's what's so funny is that it wasn't a name it was it's the name of a street and it was the last name of a former president <laughs> you know yeah. and that's it and people were not using it as first names, particularly not women. And Splash made Madison trending and <laughs> become a name that, that people name their daughters. So I, I know. I think that's interesting. that It has a pretty strong legacy. The other uh, fascinating element is that because of Splash, that's why The Little Mermaid was made. Was made. Um, oh. They had been talking about it for a while because it's a Han, uh, Hans Christian Andersen um, a fairy tale. And so it had been talked about at Disney animation, but they, um, uh, but you know, I don't really know where it was. And then it was successful. So they decided to go ahead, but in their original conception of it, then she was also supposed to be a blonde. Ariel was, mm-hmm. but because Madison was a blonde, they wanted to, make they thought they have, we have to make a difference. So they gave her red hair. Which is such a iconic part of now how we think of the Little Mermaid, and it's funny because it was a, as a result of Splash. And one last like cool tidbit about it is that, well, um, the, okay, now that I think about it, <laughs> like sorry while you were explaining that, and I'm also looking at um, the background of the movie where she's swimming in the ocean. Um, in the Little Mermaid, I have a feeling. So Madison in this has like an orange tail like she's like pretty blonde like kind of strawberry blonde orange tail has these like jewel kind of like weird jewel necklaces on and 
when now that I'm looking back, Ariel has eight sisters. Right. I'm pretty sure. Right. And one of them is blonde with an orange tail with like some necklaces and hairpins that are like starfish or something. So maybe I, I don't remember all of their names. Mm-hmm. But maybe one of them, like, was Madison, and maybe just switched to sister. We will find a picture, and I will put it on eightiesmovieguide.com. Because <laughs> I'm pretty look. sure that's 100% true. Well, that would be good to be an Easter egg. I, it, it does. It does make sense. By the way, um, the tale, this, this is the last cool thing I was going to tell you. So, you know, there's all that stuff about you know, have a vision for what you want and manifest it and all that secret kind of stuff. Uh, if you say it, it will be, um, Daryl Hannah had fantasized about being, uh, about playing a mermaid for a long time. And she was trying to develop the Hans Christian Andersen story into a movie at the time that she was cast in this. And so here she gets to play a mermaid. Well, the tale, which is a whole other story, um, it was 35 pounds. Sometimes it cut off circulation. She was immobile when she was in it. They would come and have to, like, feed her food. She couldn't move. They'd have to have a crane move her around like you see in the movie when they put her into the tank. And it was it was really difficult on her when she was on land. But when she was in water, she swam so fast that they couldn't keep up with her. So they have safety divers who had the, had the air for them. And they, um, so they would know that they were going to do their scene and then the safety divers are right there. So as soon as the scene's done, they can give them some air and they had hand signals, you know, for when they needed air, that kind of thing. But, uh, but anyway, so I guess at some point things got a little scary because there's so many shots of her swimming away, but she was so fast with that tail Mm -hmm. that they couldn't keep up with her. So there were some scary moments where, you know, she, I thought she was going to run out of air. Yeah. Well, they should have just had a, they honestly should just should have had, um, what did you call them? Underwater, the air people, the safety divers or frogmen. They should have had like a safety diver every like 20 feet. Yeah. That would have been very, they did. They had something like two safety divers per actor, I think down there. I know. But what, what I'm saying is if she's, she's moving around a lot underwater, like Tom Hanks, like maybe in the end, but that's because, but both of them are in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, but in the beginning when she's looking around for his wallet and finding these maps to get to New York, like, she's going around a lot and she swims away from the scientist diver who's diving underwater. Corn blue, yeah, yeah, and she swims away really fast in that, too. But they should have a safety person every, like, couple, like, every, like, 10, 20 feet she's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been a lot safer. All right. Well, you can, I think you'd make an excellent director. (laughs) (laughs) I think, by the way, this was all very new. Um, One of the interesting things about this movie is that it was one of Ron Howard's first films. I feel like it was his first film after Grand Theft Auto uh, where he directed it. So I feel like it was his second film. But in Brian Grazer, who was a, was the producer um, this is the first time they worked together and it was the first time, and they of course went on to make Imagine Entertainment. And it was also the first time they worked with Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks, I think they've done five movies together now total. They've done the Apollo, Apollo 13. They've done, um, all of the, uh, uh, Langdon movies. Uh, so they, they've worked together a lot as a team and this was the first one. So there was some sort of magic going on here, but, um, Brian Grazer had actually spent four years studying how to shoot underwater 
for this, yeah, for this film and trying to figure it out. So there was, uh, it was kind of new. And the last thing I'll say, and then, and then we can go is that I have to, um, I, I, you have really have to watch those final scenes of Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah in the water together and appreciate it because there's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. As the credits run, they're looking at each other lovingly, kissing sometimes. Like I don't understand how you could kiss underwater. Like <laughs> that seems so uncomfortable. Well, she they have both said it is, and they have you have to not make bubbles either. Yeah, you can't like breathe in or out, which has a lot to do with kissing right. through your nose. You have no because oxygen you, because you can't breathe through your mouth. Mm -hmm. So you usually have to breathe through your nose, and then you can't breathe in water, so... Right. And she said they basically wound up just mashing their faces together, yeah. and that's what they kind of made work as a kiss. But uh, but what you also don't realize is that they couldn't see each other, because once they took the masks off, they had to look at each other, and they couldn't communicate underwater either, right? So they would be shooting for a long time underwater and just giving everybody air, and scuba diving. Mm -hmm. And so they would sort of figure out silently what they were going to do when they had the masks on. Then they take the masks off. They have to rub the lines off that form around your yeah. eyes from the masks. And then they would do the scene. They would tell them they're rolling. They would have to bait without being able to see each other or where they were going. And when they had the masks on, they would kind of see, okay, we're going to go this direction because they couldn't see. And one thing Tom Hanks talked about was, so she had the tail so she could swim really well and the crew all had flippers and every the director everybody but had he flippers was just he was chilling. in shoes and more than that so that he wouldn't float up they put 80 pound of weight in his um jacket in his in his pants pocket that's scary and so he said there would be times where they'd be like okay we're gonna break and they would do the hand signals break everybody go up and so he said you know everybody would go up to the boat and he'd be down there because he had the 80 you know, he'd had the weights in him. So he said he would swim up, but it would take him a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> he'd eventually get up there. They wouldn't just hold his hand and help him up. That seems so mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't just grab his hand and, like, swim while you're swimming up. Mm-hmm. But Splash is a classic, and it'll be fun to see the redo and how they do it with the gender flip. I think they should just make a better second one about what they live like how they live now and what and are their children ever, like and if he ever goes back yeah and what what does his brother think well john candy's passed away so well, you could never revisit well, that i think it's fine right right but it would yes you're right so we suggest you do that i'm tara mcnamara and i'm riley roberts thanks for listening to 80s movie guide a guide to what's wrong with your parents follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at 80s movie guide not dot com. Not, no, you can visit our site at abysmovieguide.com. Yeah. yeah, but you don't no, need that part no for dot this. com for the social media. <laughs>